0: Hi, everyone. Uh, before we get into the episode, we're starting things a little bit differently. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you so much. Uh, we saw the insight uh, for the number of listens uh, this last uh, week, and the numbers were very humbling. So thank you so much for listening. A special shout out to uh, Patrick Campmeier, um, who is you can see is the number one fan um, you know, you can always email us at TalkingTwinPeaks at gmail.com. Uh, we will take a look at their, your um, comments, questions, concerns, uh, insights uh, that you want to uh, give us as well. We're very, very happy to hear from you. Joe, do you have anything else to say to the amazing fans that we have? Yeah, uh,
1: please send uh, all your uh, all your YouTube covers of just you and I to Paul. He loves that song <laughs> so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. It's, it's awesome knowing you guys are all out there listening. Uh, yeah, you it just, it's, it's really, it's really fun for us to do. And we're glad that you're up. You, you guys are, uh, listening to us ramble about a show we
0: love. So yeah, I'll tell you what, if, if, if someone does, if, if I start getting an influx of you and I covers, I will put them on our YouTube channel. I will, we will put them on the show down and we will actually play them on our podcast. I, That is something I will totally do. (laughs) So, all right. Well, yes, from both uh, Joe and I, thank you again. And we hope you enjoy uh, this episode, um, part uh, 12.
1: Hi, and welcome back to a podcast above a convenience store, Talking Twin Peaks. I am the FBI. With me, as always, is Paul Muad'Dib. How you doing, Paul? I am the FBI. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are uh, Talking Twin Peaks. We are on The Return Part 16, uh, which I would basically call, it's called No Knock, No Doorbell. I call it the money shot.
0: This is the money shot episode. I we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um Yeah, this is uh
1: after uh, after since we finally get Cooper back. Uh, <laughs> we've just been waiting 25 years plus 14 <laughs> episodes, but we got there.
0: Yes. Um the there, there's uh I am watching this one. I watched this episode three times, maybe four for sure. Three. Um, and, uh, I was, um, um, y- yeah, I'm super, um, stoked to talk about this one. I have a lot to talk about this one. Cause there's a lot of things that went on and there's kind of, I think this is like we're loose ends and we can really discuss some things. um, So let's get, yeah, let's get into it. So it starts with what, Joe?
1: I was just going to say, I just, I want an aside. I remember when I first watched this episode and you hadn't gotten to it yet. I think like you were going to have to wait to the next day. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, what'd you think of this episode? And you're like, oh, I didn't get to it yet. And I was just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: didn't get anything to tell. Yeah. It's because I think there was a, um, I think I got stuck on the phone with a client that night, and it was super late, so I wasn't able to watch it that 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 night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe that's what was happened. I was dealing with a work thing, so I couldn't get to it that night. All
1: right, All right. now let's get into let's get into some uh, night drive driving with Mister C and Richard.
0: Yes, um, so they're driving in the night, and. Um, They make their way to these coordinates and um, they have an interesting conversation where he's like, hey, I got three different coordinates from three different people, two of them match. What would you do? And Richard's like, I would go to the one. um,
1: The two that match.
0: The two that match. And he's like, smart kid. And he's like, hey, go up there. By the way, I'm 25 years your senior. So you do the walk. <laughs> yeah, nothing suspicious about that. Nothing suspicious. Nothing. And it's, no. we got to say, the coordinates
1: lead to like basically you're in the middle of, you know, it looks like out west. um, And it's just a giant rock on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> As this is going on, we see Jerry Horn. <laughs> the, <highest> Jerry- fuck.
0: <laughs> the Jerry Horn expedition the whole like side thing of Jay Horn has a payoff and this is it <laughs> <laughs> he's witnessing all this through the
1: wrong end of a binoculars <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god and he's like freaked out by the binoculars because they're not working right um so he sends him up there and he gives him this thing and he says hey it's gonna beep um and uh you know, you're going to go into it, um, a, you know, and once, uh, once it gets a continuous beep, you found the spot. Now, my question to you is, if you're a Richard, even though you're a fucked up little drug addict and a rape baby, um, not to be insensitive, um, even you would be kind of like, this doesn't seem right that I got to go up on a rock and find these coordinates, right? Oh, God, no. But you got to remember
1: the last episode, Mr. C beat the shit out of him. So it's not like he's... Uh, gonna be questioning this guy. You know what I mean? Like, he could try running, but I have a feeling
0: Mr. C would just probably shoot him in the fucking knee or something. Like, uh, yeah, right, right. I guess, I guess. But my, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I mean, why? Why wouldn't you question it? Like, what are we looking for? What's on the rock? Um, but Richard doesn't, and um, he goes up to the spot and gets. For Ride. <laughs> yeah. He gets zapped. <laughs> he gets zapped. And Jerry Horn's watching it <laughs> through his Ron binoculars. And he went through his, all his Ron binoculars, he sees us. So, again, they are way outside. If I understand the coordinates, they are way outside of Twin Peaks. I think they're in... Like Idaho, I think. I it. think through an Idaho. So you're telling me that Jerry Horn walked. Out of from,
1: yeah, from Washington to Idaho. This is what uh, there's some speculation as to like maybe uh, Jerry had found one of these portals. Oh, and that's why he's all fucked up. That's why he's fucked up, and that's why he's so far away from Twin Peaks. Because I think in the next episode, Ben gets a call, and he has to get somebody.
0: He's like, how do you get to Idaho or something? Something. Yeah, I think there is a conversation about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to think he found a portal. Yeah,
1: yeah uh, I mean, that would be a quite a long distance for him to travel in pretty, a pretty short time. I think the events of this all take place within a week, I would say, of the return.
0: Yeah. Um, I I would I would agree with that. Roughly a week or so. It's it's gotta be. I mean, the timeline is kind of messed up, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's on purpose. Um What we we'll, and we'll get to that in a little while here. I think we'll get that maybe in a later episode. I mean, we've hinted at it, we've talked about it, but um I think yeah
1: cool, you know, it's obviously by design
0: to
1: it's by design. orientate the viewers into like what's going on around them.
0: Yes absolutely i believe that's a thousand percent correct and there's a lot of things that are going on and i can't wait to get to the to the thing so then when it's done we know this is when we learn he's the um um he's the son Yep, he says
1: goodbye my son he says this i felt was unnecessary i felt it was unnecessary as well i think we by just deducing by what uh uh Dr. Hayward said. Mm-hmm. And then like Richard saying he had the picture of Cooper. Uh, Audrey had the picture of Cooper by her bed. I think we could have just I think we all just knew. But I think this was like one of those things like I don't know. Maybe they felt they needed to clarify. I I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I also agree with you that I felt it was totally unnecessary um and it was just one of those things where but again i feel like that lynch also he um what's the word i'm looking for here i think he learned from like the, the original thing that people just don't get it i think <laughs> so yeah he uh i think that's why he threw that in there was be like this is to for those of you that don't want to have that kind of implied um that's you know that's my take i i I mean but i get where you're pissed i get where you're pissed i'm not pissed
1: it's just it's just kind of eye roll like yeah we we all know that mr c is the rape baby father or you know like we got it we i don't know i don't know It, it was just like one of those like uh okay you know like I guess some people probably didn't get pick up on all the clues they hammered over us over the side of the head with. But,
0: all right, all right. And then, yeah. he texts,
1: uh, then he texts. texts uh, a smiley
0: face with all caps all, and a smiley face all caps all smile or smiley face all caps all. Yep. And um, you know we, we get that from the truck or uh, from the from the light. And then he gets in the truck and goes. Then we cut the Hutchins down <laughs> in the van. Um, oh boy, there, there's so much going on here. What do you? Okay, I want to hear your take on this.
1: Well, this part uh, is pretty brief. It's uh, they're they're just sitting there staking out Dougie's house, and uh, they see the FBI, and we see the FBI pull up. So like we all this like this through like almost happenstance like we're gonna get like this what eventually I think is my favorite comedic payoff in all of Twin Peaks um, and that all these people are converging upon the Jones residence. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, the yes. FBI is like there. Dougie's not not home, so they have the they have Wilson <laughs> pull around and take, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> S- uh scope out the house, stock stake out the house, you know, in case Dougie returns. Yep. And, and then we go to we cut to Cooper in the hospital.
0: Yes. I mean uh, Janie E and Sonny Jim. And like that's one of the best lines is Mullins comes in. So I just heard what you were what you were telling me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. And then <laughs> and Sonny's like does electricity have anything to do with comas? Janie, no. Bush, no. Well, this time it <laughs> did. Yeah, in this case, it did. And Janie kind of shrugs, like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and then the Mitchum brothers uh, show up with finger sandwiches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just... We've been through this before. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to cook. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to eat the hospital food. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, um, give me your um give me your house key. We're gonna go stock your house. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god. So brilliant. Yeah. Um
1: then we get a cut to Cole Albert and Tammy and their electronic doodads. Mm-hmm. Very brief. Uh, then we get back to the hotel, uh, go back to the hospital. Bushnell gets a call that from the office of the FBI looking for Dougie. He's like, why? He's in a coma. What do they want with him?
0: Yes. Uh, (laughs) What do they want with him? Um, And it cuts back to to, and then we get Gordon as well, right? Cuts to Gordon real quick and the machines start to make that buzz noise and Gordon's kind of freaked out by it or, you know, he's kind of intrigued by it. Yep.
1: Uh, then, then we get, to, you know, obviously there's a big payoff in this episode, but you know I'm gonna be honest with myself. This is my favorite part of part 16.
0: <laughs> it's uh, Hutch and Chantel in the van. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Uh, do this. Do this, I Joe.
1: Mean, so you. So we were talking about this. <clears throat> you you watched this, like you said a few times. And you messaged me. We're talking about like, this is very Tarantino esque. Like, the violence and like the humor almost feels like Tarantino, too. But it's like, (laughs) Chantel, they're waiting. Uh, Chantel's upset because uh, she's down to her last bag, and she goes to like, Hutch is like, What are you on the (laughs) rack? (laughs) <laughs>
0: what if i am <laughs>
1: <laughs> we see uh the Mitchum brothers limo pulling up with a with a van because they you know they need to stock the house with food <laughs> and this is when mr zawaski from a zawaski accounting comes pulling up into his neighborhood and this is again this is <laughs> such <a laughs> I, I, I laugh so hard at this scene like it's it's my favorite of this. I mean, Cooper returning is great. That's the great payoff. Mm-hmm. This is just so hilarious. <laughs> Mr. Zawaski pulls up to Hutch and Chantel and he tells them, You're in my driveway. <laughs> We're not in your mm-hmm. fucking driveway. <laughs> Chantel's mouth and off. And he just says, I move car. <laughs> gets- I move car. <laughs> Off, douchebag, <laughs> it's a shitty little car and just
0: smashes into their van trying to push it. And he's destroying his car in the process, it's not going anywhere, he's wrecking his car. <laughs> yep,
1: and then uh, uh, this is when uh, Chantel and Hutch's plans just go awry. It's gone awry once they've been spotted in the neighborhood. But Chantel just takes a shot at this guy. <laughs> Dude, jerk and pissing me off. He yeah. crawls. He goes to, He runs to the, behind his car. He comes out with like a I don't know what kind of gun this is. It's
0: like a machine gun, but it, like <laughs> it looks like an Uzi. It looks yeah. like an Uzi. Looks like it looks like a. It looks like a modified Uzi. <laughs> he clips Chantel. <laughs> wow. Fuck away, mate!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then they try to escape. <laughs> and he <they> just... <laughs> just no, no, don't forget, Hutch comes out with a shotgun next. <laughs> yeah, just... shotgun. Like, down so they can make their drive. take Drive away. Fucker unloads. <laughs> They're driving by, <laughs> taking them out. I haven't seen Tim Roth bleed out like this since Reservoir Dogs.
0: Dude, it was, that's like a, that's like an extended, like, yeah, extended fucking, hmm
1: And it's, that, whole, it's so fucking hilarious. And what makes this scene, Paul, what makes the scene even better, besides the fact that up until them get eating it, and then their van slowly just rolling down the road, and is he still shooting it? Is it? Ray and Bradley (laughs) watching this. Watching the whole thing. Watching the whole thing. (laughs) Their exchange just makes it perfect. This is the perfect cap. (laughs) Bradley goes, the fuck kind of neighborhood is this? (laughs) People are under a lot of stress, Bradley. (laughs) Just writes it off like this accountant just had a rough it's a, it's a stressful time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they put the gun, then the FBI comes out, they put the guns away. So, <laughs> yeah, I. This scene is terrific. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee in this scene and her freaking out is what makes this amazing. Um, I fucking. Yeah, this was the perfect death scene for the two of them. And yes. It was so Tarantino, and I'm sure that's why Tarantino. I can't remember if if, um, if Hayflick came out before or after this. Before. It before. Okay. Okay. But uh. it was uh,
1: just the humor too. It's got that Lynchian humor when it comes to violence. Like his violence can be like very terrifying, like we see for a uh, Frank Booth in Blue Velvet. And it could also be just, like, over-the-top hilarious. Like, Nicolas Cage uh, beating the guy to death at the beginning of uh, Wild at Heart. (laughs) So, like, it can be very terrifying and over-the-top just, like, crazy and hilarious. And there's, like, the build-up of them. And then the guy wanting to move, and they're being a dick to him. And he's had a... You know, he's under a lot of
0: stress, according to Ray. (laughs) just... And then And then finally the FBI decides to get involved And I'm like put you know put your hands up And he just puts his hands up As the car slowly goes <laughs> The van slowly rolls off <laughs> Oh my god yes So yeah Jennifer Jason Lee's Whole thing in this is what made this great Like fuck off <laughs> oh
1: god. Yeah that And just like Then the Mitch- Mitchum brothers Whoops. <laughs> Oh God!
0: It was that is like yes. There's there's the money shot in this one, but this was a brilliant and I think fantastic death scene um, for Hutch and Chantel, considering everything that they've kind of been into. Like just this happenstantial death is what gets them. It's just Rodney and Bradley just staring at them, <laughs> just just staring at this whole thing. What the fuck kind of neighborhood, and I again. Jim Belushi is great in this episode. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just he's just um fantastic. And that whole scene just, yeah, I again, this is why it's on Showtime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, for me, for me, it's just it's it's so funny. It just it's it builds and it's just the perfect payoff. And then like, you know, the dumpy FBI just waits until <laughs> The violence is all done before announcing themselves.
0: Right? Yeah, they, they didn't try to prevent it from anything. They saw a shotgun go on. They see him hit the car, and then he's behind the behind the, the his his uh, accounting car. She rams the car, and he gets knocked over. <laughs> and the have just watches this whole damn thing exchange.
1: Oh. <sighs> yeah uh, again, I love this scene is just it's it's perfect for me. I, it just it's up my humor. It's just like it's so yeah, I love it. And then this is followed. <laughs> um, we're at the uh, at the back of the hospital, and Bushnell hears that noise that we we've heard in uh, uh, Ben's office.
0: Yes, yep, we finally hear that electrical there. And he follows the noise mm-hmm and and yeah go, go on oh i was gonna say and then we then we learn what the noise is what is the noise you tell us man
1: it's mike yep it is mike he uses it to uh is like almost like a guide type thing to like distract people or like bring attention to something mm-hmm. yeah mike appears uh and cooper wakes up Oh, uh, this exchange, I think, is like kind of how everybody felt up to this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you are awake, Cooper?
0: One hundred percent. Finally. <laughs> yes. Finally. This was a long time coming. And I again, I remember this being the next episode. So I'm off like on my episodes, like, you know, because, again, it's been so long. Um. So yeah I would um yeah I this was the payoff here I mean just to get me get Cooper back and it was a little jarring I again I watched it three times three four times uh today and um I will say that um because he does have that um still you know we've been seeing as Mr. C the whole time so it was a little difficult for me to the to kind of you know click for that first second there because he sounds and does you know the face and everything except for the hair it's Mister C, but then we get the whole you know we get the whole cadence with him it's a very different cadence when he really starts to talk you're like okay this is this is um, it, you know Agent Cooper
1: yeah and this is such a it's such an earned payoff too because we basically for. Uh, 15 episodes of just being just seeing cooper walk into walls and basically i mean a lot of like physical humor kind of like the old silent movies like where, you know is this conveying through body motions and it's just like he it, he's back and it's like it it just feels so w- well deserved for the viewers for sticking through it yeah, I love it. I love it. And then uh, Mike uh, lets him know the other one didn't go back in. He's still out there. And he gives
0: him the jade ring. Yes, he gives him the jade ring. And then Cooper asks the seed, Do you have the seed? And he says, Yes. And he pulls out the wrong colored hair. <laughs> I, know, <baby. laughs> I watched this thing three times wrong colored hair and says i need you to make another and uh you know he says i understand and then um he asks Bushnell oh yeah he tells um Janie e., and Jimmy to um to go get the doctor and ask for sandwiches doesn't he, he asks Bushnell for a sandwich Yeah, cuz he's starving, <laughs> he's starving. He's starving. <laughs> by the way the other thing that 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 did uh, uh was a small bother was the feeding tube that he had, like, 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 you know, the, the tube he had? It's a lot longer. It's not a comfortable thing. So the fact that it was that short feeding tube was kind of silly to me. Like that would not have been fun for him to pull out. <laughs> oh. And then he has to borrow the handgun. Like, I need your snub nose. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he knows exactly where it is. Like, this is the Cooper like
1: we met in the pilot. Like, and we have not seen since probably, since the end of uh, the second season. Yep. not even in the finale because we didn't really see him in the, as this kind of Cooper in the finale.
0: Nope. Um, no, no, we didn't see him as this kind of Cooper, and um, <clears throat> he guys uh, <clears throat> has, has uh, Mitchell uh, uh, Mullins called the Mitchin brothers. Dobbsy uh, needs to. He's going to bring his family to the casino, and he needs a plane to play in the Spokane, and. The opening you know, bars of the the show
1: start playing,
0: oh my God, it's just nostalgia city, just yeah, nostalgia it, city
1: it's so mu- it's and it's so earned and like you know, Lynch and Frost knew what they were doing, and they knew and this was like the adventure this was that's this is the whole what the return was is is Cooper returning back to the real world of sorts. <laughs> Uh, and he's, we find out he's been, he's, you know, like he knows where Bushnell's snub nose is like, so the whole time he was in, you know, this, uh, catatonic state, he was very well, uh, he was observing everything
0: around him. Yes. He, he was, it's like we talked about before. So now, you know, we talked about this, he was in there the whole time, um, And he just, he couldn't get out. And this is what we talked about. We alluded to the last episode when you said he had to do these things. Um, And, you know, he needed to, you know, do the electrical socket. This was the thing he was missing this whole time. But I think they also needed to, I don't know if Cook is the right way, right word for it, because I think that, um, you know, Mike was helping him out and Mike could have taken him to electricity right away. And, um, um, but he didn't. You know what I mean? This is one of those things. This is where I knew this was going to be a longer episode, because I kind of wanted to talk about this. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. That's, um, that This is the thing I want to talk about where I knew it was going to be a little long, Um, because <clears throat> there's this whole journey, and... um. um we, all it took was this electricity. And he, again, Mike has been kind of bringing him around all these roundabout ways of doing these things, um, <clears throat> which really are unnecessary. When you really break it down, you go, none of this had to happen. Um, so why do you think it took this long for them to get to this point that why had it be now for him to get the electricity? Why couldn't it have been earlier? Was there a reason that he needed to be in Scotty and get used to it? What do you think?
1: Uh, we have brought this uh, to Slaughterhouse-Five a bunch of times with the return. And I think it's in order for him to have returned, like the lodge and all that, time is not linear as we have mm-hmm. seen. So things have to play out in a certain way. That's why when Bob refuses to return, uh, things fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, there's rules of sorts with this, is what I believe. And so, like, like in Slaughterhouse Five, I believe this is like a moment in time and it's already happened. So, it has to happen that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. And Billy mm-hmm. Pilgrim is very aware of his traveling through time, but he does it exactly how it always is because that's just the way it was. Yes. There's no changing it. There's no changing it
0: yes um
1: so like through the happenstance with the mitchum brother all this had to happen (laughs) you know it all had to happen with mike guiding him because eventually they have to lead to all things are leading now to twin peaks and this
0: is how it has to happen so i'm glad you said that because all you know twin peaks that has to happen here's how i feel and why it went the way it did is because of the because of the the, the uh, shenanigans that occurred um, with the fake um, bubblegum tree and all that stuff that prevented everything from happening. If Cooper had done it right away early, the things that are being set up, and we'll get into that, I think, in episode 18, um, the things that are getting set up, um, or maybe next episode, now that I think about it, um, are... Um, had had to play out in order for them to essentially, for the con- right conclusion to happen, I think had they happened early and a lot of these setups weren't there these, you know, the the you know, Hodge or Chantel dying, um, <clears throat> Ike the Spike dying, all these things that had to be all these obstacles had to be taken out of the way I think if Cooper had just gone right after what needed to be done I think he would have lost Yeah.
1: Or, and here's my theory, mm-hmm. if none of these things happened, the show would have been a lot shorter.
0: <laughs> well,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a
0: controversial take, Paul. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, so I remember there was a lot of fuckery. Like, originally this was supposed to be like a 10-episode or 8-episode season. Yep. So it was only supposed to be 8 or 10 episodes. And then... You know, there was a problem with Showtime um, where they didn't give the budget that David Lynch wanted. And then they did give up the budget. And next thing we knew, it was going to be 18 episodes, not 8 or 10. So, I, you know, yes, the show, I think you're right. I mean, yes, we understand that. But I wonder, in a way, what the 8 or 10 episodes would have been. I think the eight
1: or ten production. episodes was just the uh, uh, based on the outline. I don't mm-hmm. think it was like really set at mm-hmm. that many. Like, I think there was still in negotiations when that came out. I think Winch and Frost knew it was going to be eighteen episodes, and they might have sold it on like eight or nine two-hour-long episodes.
0: Ah, maybe. I see that. Okay.
1: So I think it was like always baked in that this was going to be longer than the traditional, but I mean, who knows? I I, I just remember, I think I read somewhere where it was just like, their intentions was always going to be, it was going to be this long. Uh, It just, what happened was with the budget, uh, budget concerns and all that uh, happened while the head of Showtime was out yes something. yes and he came back and he was pissed yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they gave lynch you know what what mm-hmm. he needed and uh, you know it wasn't you know there's a lot of it's, it's a huge project and it's going to be expensive but i don't think it was you know in the if in the long term i don't think it was like out of this world it's not water world budget
0: we're talking about. no <laughs> No, it wasn't water roll budget. And again, when you look at the special effects and things of that nature, well let us well, we'll get to I let's I mean there because you see it later in this episode. Um and you've seen it all throughout. They're not the greatest, most um over-the-top big budget special effects. I think a lot of the budget was for the scenes, um for the locations. Um <clears throat> and for the gratuitous amount of cameos that they had in it. I think that the cameos
1: like were either done at scale I don't think like people were asking for like a lot of money to appear in a show that everybody wanted coming back oh so, true I'm pretty sure they all took a pay cut just to be in it
0: yeah maybe I don't know I mean yeah but I, I think I, but I think cast and 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 set locations is really yep. where the budget went
1: yeah that's i'd imagine that's and you know editing and music and all that and just yeah it's a I i mean it's a huge project so it's going to be a lot of money but Mm -hmm. you know but anyway going back uh cooper (laughs) gives uh bushnell a a note in case uh somebody named gordon cole calls him
0: Mm
1: -hmm. he tells him how much of a fine man he is and Guy yeah, is like, well, hey, what about the FBI? And we get the classic, "I am the FBI."
0: I am the FBI. Yes, yes. Um, which is presumptuous,
1: awesome. you know. There's other FBI agents out there, Cooper. You're not the only one.
0: Come on. I am the FBI, which just leaves you know, Bushnell, um, just kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, you know, that's the kind of attitude that J. Edgar Hoover had, man. It reminds
0: <laughs> I am of, the FBI! No, no, no. It reminds me of Clue. It reminds me of Clue, Mr. Green. <laughs> I am the FBI.
1: <laughs> and uh, so he takes off with uh, Janie e and Sonny Jim. He's driving um, as the FBI's pulling in. And, like So Sonny Jim has two things that in this whole part I love and he's like one dad can drive really good
0: <laughs> and, and he's like dad sure is talking a lot okay this is now we're gonna get we're gonna go to side note here because this is also I wanted to dig into because going back to before when he when it was uh Dougie which uh, gets two rides from Jane um, he was talking with um Jade he had a car so, like, just this week is like they forgot about everything that was going on with Tucky Jones before. I mean, obviously he was able to get himself to work. Obviously, he was able to do his job far less erratic than what he was as the, you know, as when 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 Cooper took over his you know when, he, when the but they switched around. Um, so yeah, we talked about this spans a week. What the fuck, Sonny Jim? Like, what is wrong with Sonny Jim? Like, well, as of late, his dad has been pretty catatonic,
1: and let's just... He, he shocked himself by shoving a, a fork into an
0: electric socket. I get this, but wouldn't you be... I'd be, be pretty shocked if somebody recovering from that could drive pretty well, too. Well, yes, but won't you think he'd be like, hey, dad's somewhat back to normal. Like, not... Dad can drive. And really good too. Dad could always drive. <laughs> he just couldn't. Well, maybe the last he was boot. a bad
1: driver. Maybe Dougie
0: was a terrible driver. Yeah, I <laughs> could. No, he had that. No, he had that car. What was it? Dougie Love. That thing didn't have a dent or a scratch on it. Just well, saying. Not it was now. A it could have had it <laughs> week before. No, I just think that's one of those things where I was like, "Hmm," because again. I watched this episode over and over and over, so I'm, that's one of those nitpicky things, but I was just like, mm, mm that's not sitting with me. Mm. <laughs> you know, might be getting in accidents every week. Who knows? She's <laughs> always got a new Dougie, love. <laughs>
1: yeah, but... <laughs> always smashing into telephone poles. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: We don't know what Dougie's life was like. No, that's another show they gotta do. Um, so... <laughs> Then we get to um, Diane, yes. and she's sitting at the bar, she's smoking, and she gets the text. And I think that was the code. Like, yep. yeah, that was also, the... Also, let's point out, once she reads the text,
1: the, the, the Twin Peaks theme cuts mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. Like it's still playing as like she's at the bar smoking. Mm-hmm. And then she has a terrified look on her face.
0: Yep. And and we get she remembers the the the, the 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 coordinates. Yep. And then we see her handbag, she's got the gun, and then that song, American Woman Remix by um Muddy uh Magnolia. Oh my god, okay. So I love this remix. Have you heard the original version of their American woman? No, I haven't. It's totally different, totally different. Like in this mix, like it's a female that sings the original and it's a very apparent female. So in this mix, like, Dave, and it's called the David Lynch mix. So it had to be something where, you know they worked on it somewhat together and he's got her voice totally distorted. And it's not the American woman that we all know and love. It's a completely different American woman song. But, my God, um, I, I was driving around today um for a little bit, and I had this song blaring <laughs> in my car. Because <laughs> I love it.
1: I think the last time we heard this was in Part 8, too.
0: Was it, when it was, C is driving uh Ray. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just fits what's going on. Because she's walking down the hallway. You know something's going to happen. You yep. know, we saw the gun. We just know bad juju's about to go down.
1: And Cole seems to be aware of something, too. Because he hasn't also he senses something. And he asks her to come in. And she hasn't even knocked
0: yet. I took that as the hearing aids. I think he sensed something. Okay. And very well. Very well could be. Because he seemed to be the only one that wasn't phased by everything that went on.
1: Yeah, I think he knew what was going to go, in a sense.
0: Mm -hmm. So she comes in, and we learned some really interesting things here, actually, from this conversation. So um, she talks about how it was about three or four years after Cooper disappeared. She was still working for the bureau when uh, Mr. C showed up. And no knock nor doorbell. that's where the um the title of the episode comes in and she was so happy to see him, and he you know he was asking her all about the fbi's activities, and she was like, "I knew I should have thought something was up, and I just thought he was really um interested in what was going on with the FBI. He just took that as excitement, and then he leaned in to kiss her like he did once before. So I thought that was very interesting. There was something there between Cooper and Diane.
1: Yep, Uh, I agree, too. And we kind of see a little bit more of that uh, in the last
0: episode of this. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So there was a thing there. So, you know, not sure if it was, you know, I mean, my guess is just based on the Cooper character, work duties wouldn't allow it. So you wouldn't allow it to happen. Mm Hmm. Yeah, we both. Well, it's were, not the only. I mean, it's not the first time he
1: broke protocol with the FBI with his love interests.
0: You I mean, uh, which we? Uh, well, that's true. Merle's <laughs> <Linda Burrell's> wife. <laughs> Linda Merle's wife. Yeah. And, I mean, and that you know, for one thing, of season two, I will say they did you know explain that that fucked him up a lot. Yeah. Um, and that would probably explain why he and Diane couldn't have anything. Um, cause I do like the idea of him and Diane being together actually, but yeah. So she says she kissed him before, but then this was different and she became full of fear. And then he smiled and she mentions that his face and then she stops herself and I think she saw Bob.
1: I think so too.
0: Yep. Uh, I, we've I
1: seen see- this before. Mm-hmm. 20, so we can glean off our back experiences of the show to kind of like put context into like what Diane's saying
0: here. Yes. Um I think that's I think you and I are, are yes, I I'm glad we're on the same page. I think she saw him and then, you know, he she breaks down that he raped her. And then he took her to an old gas station, which again, based
1: of our back back experiences, this is the convenience store.
0: This is the Flying Dutchman. Yep. And um or the Dutchman. And um then she starts saying I'm in the sheriff's station. I'm in the sheriff station. I'm not me, and pulls a gun, and uh, God, you know, do I bring this up? Because I don't know who's all listening, but um, oh boy, some I, I maybe because I'm nitpicking again. I watched this so many times, but my God, the actress that plays Tammy, not very believable. <laughs>
1: oh, no, she's a singer in real life. To be yes. A
0: Yes, and I know she's like a Lynch protege, or Lynch has taken a shine to her um, and her music. But mm-hmm. I am aware that she was. A, I think she's also a model too, isn't she? I'm
1: uh, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I just know her from her music. So, but yeah. And th- here's the interesting thing for me too, because it seems like these memories flooding back to Diane, like mm-hmm. she's finally just kind of remembering that night she was raped. It reminded me a lot of Leland's last moments when he finally remembers the the shit. Yes, the red black. That felt like there was very like shades of that here. I'm Not glad he exactly because she's a tulpa, but I think like even as a tulpa, she had some of this
0: trauma blocked out. Well, and it's interesting because it kind of goes to you know, what is a tul- what what is a Tulpa, what do they do? And obviously they're flawed once their memories come back in. I'm assuming that he thought that Diane would be able to kill them. Um, but, you know, you got to know, too, that this flooding of information, like, just seems like, you know, a bad code word there, um, Mr. C. You know, I would have done it a little bit more selectively on what information comes back. You know
1: yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, just, yeah, her crying and re- recalling these memories, and then like she's kind of like glitching. It, yeah. get, it reminded me a lot of that last when Leland died, like just like kind of that, like the traumas brought back. And, uh, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit more in the next episode, too, because uh, I think, you know, when we, t- yeah, we'll discuss more of that, I think, next episode of what really is going on with Diane
0: yes yes I think we will too but well, all we know is she was saying she's at the share station I'm not me and then they shoot her and she flies off yeah in a comical fashion <laughs> in a very, in a very comical fashion she flies off and you know Gordon's wondering what they mean by share station and um Preston is like tulpa so <laughs> yeah, a real tulpa a real tulpa and Albert's just like
1: Albert's <laughs> eating this. It's not his first
0: rodeo. Nope, not his first rodeo at
1: all. So then we get we go to the the, the Lack lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene. Like this this episode has so many great scenes. Cooper returning, my favorite of the accountant shooting Judge and <laughs> Chantel. But uh, now we have uh, Diane's Telpa with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he says, someone manufactured you. I know.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> right, right, right? I know. Fuck you. <laughs> and then we get to what I was talking about, the not-so-special special effects. Um, but they work for Lynch stuff. Like, you know, if this was, like, a different director, I'd be like,
1: uh. With him, it's like, I get, you know, it's like, that's just, like, he probably could do something better, but it fits his wheelhouse here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, fucking microsoft paint effects
0: (laughs) yeah 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 it's um um is but and i agree you know i was thinking about that it does work for um for lynch here and i yeah i can't think of another director um um doing this any better um I thought about that too. I'm like, you know what? This is really interesting. Like the way that they're, that they're breaking up and things that it doesn't look real, but at the same time, I I think to myself, is it supposed to? Yeah. Because, you know, this is, we're dealing with some otherworldly stuff. It can look any way it wants to. And so I, yeah, I kind of take into that. Yep.
1: And uh, we see uh, what we now know as a seed come out of her head. Uh, this is the little gold balls are called seeds uh, for tulpas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing it's just the consciousness
0: or, that is stolen. That's the stolen soul
1: story. or their entity or whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the rest of Diane zaps. <laughs> Like much like Richard at the beginning of the episode,
0: yeah, she's uh, Mike covers his eyes. And there is some um, there there's some claymation. If you notice, uh, again, I watched it too many times, but there's some claymation with like where her car, when her clothes goes away. It's 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 a claymation style thing. I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, and then he covers his eyes. By the way, I also want to bring up: Why does Mike need to dye his beard and hair? <laughs> he didn't in the original. <laughs>
1: Paul. Al Strobo was already old in the original. (laughs) We're lucky we had him around for this. All right. Man wants to fucking dye his beard,
0: let him. I just thought it was opposite. I just thought it was fucking. I'm nitpicking some things here, but I, these are things that went through my mind this episode. I'm like, why is Mike dying himself? He's in the lodge. He doesn't need to dye his hair. <laughs> oh, Paul's fucking hair shaming. I'm mean, now. <laughs> that's to
1: our resume, huh? <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry, listeners. Paul's going way too far.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This isn't uh, this isn't as far as we went when we cast it. Uh, uh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> leave
1: that to your other show. <laughs> leave that. Leave. Leave your dirty laundry
0: over on cast that movie. <laughs> Right. So, so then so then we get um there we're back at the casino and the Mitchums are like this is he's what is it what what does uh Jim Blush say? Something like, he's going with a lot of assurance um assurance. Yeah, he's
1: talking uh, with a lot of assurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is that? Was that? From the coma? Maybe the side effects. Jesus. <laughs>
0: Side effects, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> this is a very touching scene where you know, Cooper tells you know, he loves Sonny Jane E, he loves Sonny Jim, he has to leave. Um, but when you know, one day Dougie, I will come back, and yeah. that's when it clicks for Jane E. This isn't this isn't Dougie.
1: Well yeah, also he has different hair. I don't see you mocking Kyle McLaughlin's black hair
0: dye job. <laughs> sorry, Al Strobel. First of all, he always had that hair color. So I can believe that the character would still have that hair color. Although really he wouldn't, but let's be let's, let's let's be real. I can do that. But while watch entity needs to dye its hair, I'm sorry, Al Strobel. It just I get it, but It made him look young. It did. It looked good. It was a good hair dye. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I'm just
1: saying, like, in real life, Kyle McLaughlin's gray as hell, man. Yeah, yeah. You're kicking Al Strobel while he's down, but, like, (laughs) 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 giving Kyle McLaughlin all his leeway with with his jet black hair. Looks like he's about to run like Rudy Julian. God damn it. Again, everybody, I'm sorry. Paul went too far here.
0: I crossed the line. I crossed the line. I shouldn't have crossed the line, um, and yeah, she she realizes this this dyed hair man is not is not Dougie, and um, but she makes a mistake, yeah. And I you know I thought that was really interesting. Like she loves this. She loves this version.
1: Yeah.
0: Of 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 Dougie, she loves uh, Coop. And it's
1: hard because Sonny Sunny Jim doesn't want. He he keeps yelling. You're my dad. Mm-hmm. and that's got to be you know that's rough that that like you know that's like i was watching that and i was just like that's got to be rough for a kid that age yeah and like you know this person who's just you know is like who looks exactly like your dad and like you have to realize you know it's almost like too much too too much for a kid that young to understand like we're still trying to figure out what the hell's going on i couldn't imagine being in uh, sunny jim's shoes
0: yeah you know i think um i think that has a lot to do with it uh, in terms i think i think even sunny jim kind of knew as well and uh, in a different way you know i mean yeah he's young and everything but i think he kind of knew there was something aloof here um and uh, you know it was heartbreaking because you know cooper is you could tell he's struggling a little bit he's like i am your dad i am your dad like he is doing the right thing yep cooper's and, a good guy Yep. Yeah, Cooper's a great guy. And so then, you know, he goes and he's like, I'll come back, which is why he wanted the seed and why he needed yep. another doppelganger.
1: He's gonna give them the right, a good one this mm-hmm. time. A good one this time. And now hey. we're in the uh limo with the Mitchum brothers. <laughs> Cooper's drinking his coffee. And I love like like so like uh is it Rodney who's breaking it down, like, let me get this drink. You don't sell insurance. You're an FBI agent who's been missing for 25 years, and you need to go to Twin Peaks, Washington. (laughs) You know, obviously, they have uh, one, they're like, you know, they don't feel welcome in that part of, you know, rural areas in general. Mm -hmm. But two, but with like going to a sheriff's station, they're not really comfortable. And like Cooper's like, uh, you know, he's like, you know what I've observed from you guys? You guys are really good guys, yep. like yep. from my, I've seen. You have hearts of gold, which <laughs> is like candy. He's like, they do. They do,
0: they really do. <laughs> With but, tears but, in her eyes. You miss you my favorite part, though. Well, 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 this is all going on. Jim Belushi wants his... Bloody Mary. And it is the most overdressed Bloody Mary that they made in the limo. It is just excess. <laughs> oh my God. He's trying to drink this thing in a limo. Bloody Mary in the limo. This is oh. just ridiculous. I mean, it's got pickles, olives, celery. It's basically a <laughs> meal in a cup. It is a meal in a cup. It's just brilliant. And um, now it cuts to the Roadhouse. Yep. much and, earlier than it normally does.
1: Yeah, and this is probably my least favorite. Well, no, okay. not this part, but uh, as we've discussed, the Audrey stuff uh, just doesn't work for me.
0: Mhm. Yes. So and I want the,
1: the Roadhouse performance a uh, so uh, we welcome Edward Lewis Severson.
0: Yes. And this this here is my favorite Roadhouse performance.
1: Yeah, of I the love entire- the song.
0: Uh, Eddie Vedder plays out
1: of sand uh it's a really good song it's my one of my favorites on the that so, the soundtrack it's and he wrote it for the show i
0: believe no it's, he did not he did not um he had, there's actually footage of him playing this well before the show live um and i just think it happened to work for what it was that's my understanding maybe i'm wrong
1: yeah, I don't. I thought he wrote it for the show. I mean, the show was in production for how long? I mean, he could have performed. I don't know, but yes. it's good. Uh, he goes by his uh, real name, introduced by his real name. Uh, again, whoever's booking the Roadhouse mm-hmm. is uh, uh, way overqualified.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> to oh me. yeah. I mean, he's booking acts like First Ave in Minneapolis couldn't get. <laughs> okay. No, nope, I want to bring it up. So, yes, this he wrote this song a year before. Okay. So this song was actually done by itself, and it was Laura Dern who said this would fit into the show and um, introduced David Lynch to this particular song, and David Lynch said, I want it. Ooh. Yeah. Yep, sorry. So go on. Oh,
1: sounds good. Do you have any other uh... – Punch downs on Al Strobel, you want to throw in there too?
0: <laughs> no, you God damn it! Are you done with old Al? Or? <laughs> so, I I, 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 reason why I this song and, and this particular performance. Um, first of all, this is the best performance of this song. I have seen other live performances of it, and. In those live performances, every single one, unfortunately, Eddie Vedder has some form of mistake in it. Um, It's which happens. It's live. I mean, I went and saw um, Seeger Rose and. They had to restart a song twice because they messed up. So, I mean, and, and and they're usually right on, spot on. So it's nothing. I'm not punching down on fucking Eddie Vedder here. Oh jeez, right. no, even Eddie better can not
1: perform a song right for you. <laughs> Damn you. Oh, here we go, Paul's hot takes.
0: <laughs> this is the definitive version of this song, and um, the song is first of all brilliant for it basically is the entire show in a nutshell um you know talking about how you know you you won't be what you are it's basically talking about um i feel like and i could see why people thought it was made for the show because it's just so poignant and on you know and on point um but also i think you know in our age i mean i'm gonna date us here we're, we're old and um Very much is real to, I mean, this song, you know, if you're a younger listener, good for you, first of all, thank you, if you're a younger listener listening to this. This song will eventually make sense uh, to you, um, and you'll actually feel it, but yeah, I, I just, like, this was the one, like, I think this was the perfect episode for it, I think it was this, and it gets fucked up, because Charlie's got to order fucking martinis
1: (laughs) well i mean this performance like you know uh, what we're seeing isn't uh, live it's the same that we hear on the soundtrack so yeah so yeah if you like want to hear it uninterrupted you can just listen to the the album or cd or however you will you listen consume your music these days and to our older audience uh Particularly Al Strobel, I want to apologize <laughs> yeah, <he is. laughs> for Paul mocking your die job. Uh, he was out of line. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. I hope you are listening, Al Strobel. Send me a message. I'll apologize um, on, on air. Um, so, <laughs> so
1: uh, yeah, so they, the, uh, Charlie and Audrey are there. And this is where uh, my theory is Audrey never left the house.
0: Yes. Uh, My she had a break
1: is- before they left. I think all that we saw before, but with her and Charlie talking, was actual what what's really going on, and it plays because it, it lines up with like the people at the Roadhouse talking about Billy. This is all her. She had a break, I think, a, a mental break, and uh, we'll, uh, I don't know how much we're going to cover when we talk final dossier, so I'm going to bring some of that in here. Uh, yeah, in the final dossier. It's uh, revealed that she becomes quite agoraphobic. After Richard's born, uh, and she's pretty much in seclusion and she spends time in uh rehab or mental facilities, mm-hmm. so this kind of lines up with what we're seeing here. I think she had the her gore phobia, I think triggered a break, a psychotic break, maybe. I th- and so this is her hallucination.
0: That's what I feel as well is, um, um, that you know that it didn't. Happen,
1: yeah
0: um and
1: uh it's pretty uh hits you over the head, yeah at, at the when she's in the hospital whites, like I think she had a break, and she had to be com- part committed for a bit i think the the anxiety of going out and fighting with Charlie and worrying about Billy, I think just and who knows maybe she found out about richard well and 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 here's the thing.
0: Um, in uh, in a Q and A Q&A panel with Mark Frost, um, he when it was at um, I mean, excuse me with David Lynch, they he was asked about this, and he laughed. and Of course, he did, and said, "You know, you got to decide for yourself what happened to her." Um, Mark Frost has avoided giving a definitive answer, but as you talked about, yeah, the founder dossier says she's in a private care facility. Um, well, I, she, she has been in. Yep, and I, that's if I wonder. She with
1: Charlie, her
0: husband. I mean, so he's real. Here's my hot take: I don't know if he is. Um, I mean, I think he is. I mean, I, we know he is from the final dossier, but yeah. I, I don't know if you call him Frost the liar now. Jesus, <laughs> This is my thing here. No, no, I, I understand Charlie's real, but I think this is what goes on in her head in the asylum. I think that she's, I, I think she was married to him. Again, he has all the stuff. I mean, he wrote, she signed everything over to her. Um he, I mean, he signed every, uh, she signed everything over to him. And I think that this is what plays in her head over and over. Even the conversations? I think the conversations, I think See, this, this is
1: where I'm differing because they talk about things that in the roadhouse, uh, in other episodes, they're talking about things that Audrey and Charlie are talking about too.
0: They, they, they are. Um, so that wouldn't it, make any sense. But the timeline's also messed up.
1: I would say. It, I would say everything we saw with them is happened, and then she broke down with the Billy disappearance and all that. I think.
0: And okay, uh, Richard. I mean, but, you know, you, who knows who's right? It's just, no, 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 I'm going to concede to you because you do make up some good points. I It's it, it is weird
1: uh, with the like, people talking about, like, Tina and yes. Billy and, like, the girls, like, yeah, her, you know, Billy broke into the house and her mom, Tina, was the last person to see her, see him. Uh,
0: I, I just, I don't, and that's, like, the shit we don't even care about. <laughs> no, it is the shit we don't even care about. And I just want to say that, so this particular scene bothered me. Um
1: yeah, it, I didn't it, like it either. This was like the worst element of fan service. If
0: Cooper returning was the
1: best, this was the worst.
0: Yes. Uh because you know we, we get the you know, then we get Audrey's dance, and I I love Sherilyn Flynn I know you do too. Um but I'm gonna punch a little bit here some more. This is a punchy episode well, apparently well, for where me. are we going now? <laughs> we're not gonna lose all of our listeners no um where 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 the punch comes in on this is i've seen so in terms of this is the worst fan service this is not what people wanted to see with audrey like this was you know again we know from what we know now that it wasn't supposed to be this long. She wasn't supposed to be in this episode. You know, she was upset that she didn't get her thing, and this was David Lynch placating. Um, and it's to all of our detriment, and it's to her detriment. Um, because I uh, we're you know we're left with with this, and I'm sorry, I've seen this dancing before. We all see this dancing before. It's that fucked up lady that did too much fucking e before the concert. And is dancing weird to any music that's going on? Like, she's just doing interpretive dance off the side of the fucking stage. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Joe. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: It is, for me, it was just, like, recreating that dance uh, that she does in the diner in the first season. It just, it, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's an iconic scene. And you're recreating it,
0: all these, it just, it fell flat. Well, and it went on too long like all it was remember that iconic the iconic dance was really just her back and forth but now she's doing the like the invoke thing with the face yeah. and yeah, doing it was... this interpretive dance and it's like no yeah <clears throat> thank god that fight breaks out <laughs> right that's my wife <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she wants to go home and she's you know th- then we see that um then we get something really interesting at the end where the where the where the songs playing but did you catch it in reverse yeah it's played backward it's played backwards so yes we can both agree that i i i'm, I'm going to concede absolutely and say yeah okay so everything up to that point was it and i think she did have a break trying to leave and i think you know what we know now was that charlie was actually being very caring and not wanting to have her leave the house.
1: Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Again, you could be right too. It could be all like how she's viewing the world. Uh, we know at times from Final Dossier she's been lucid. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts like a, I think a
0: hair salon. A hair salon. Yep.
1: So like she has moments, but and I and it, it, she's so private. Nobody really knows what her mental state is. Even uh, Tammy, who's writing the Final Dossier. So I think b- both of our uh, theories are just as credible uh, it is and it just it, unfortunately it, te- it just it it's such a waste of this character it yes. feels like so throw forced and thrown away at the same time
0: yes um it's very much so and um, it is um it's forced it's thrown away and it, it, it didn't again it this is not what people wanted from Audrey and we heard that. I mean, that was very loud and clear on the forums and things like this. Like, what the fuck are we getting? Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, that was. This was not the way to do it. Again, what happened earlier with Cooper was the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was not um, was how cringy. I wanted.
1: It, it, it was, was cringy. She started like Audrey's dances. She started dancing. I was just like, oh
0: no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm done. It's. I think cringy is the perfect word. Like, it made me feel there, and um, um, uh, made me feel like some of the things we do in the office podcast. Yeah, like you know, I just kind of cringe. I'm like, I don't even want to look at the screen right now because this is just, ew. um, yeah, this is pure cringe. Overall, though, the episode's really, really good, and it. <sighs> You know, there, there's so many things. Again, we could talk about the timeline, things like that, and other things. But I think we've got to save that for the next episode. And then we can kind of go about that onion. And then we can, finally, in episode 18, really break through all of this. Yeah,
1: part 18 is when it,
0: uh, yeah.
1: Part 18, I think, is when we're going to be talking about the timelines and all that a lot. Next episode is another, I love it because it's a service y episode. Uh, you know, it's we only <laughs> for you know an 18 episode thing getting basically two episodes where we got like classic Cooper. Yeah, it, it by anybody else it would have been very frustrating. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but we also, and I'm excited for next episode because we get I get to bring up Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when cooper marty mcflies (laughs) yes when cooper marty mcflies we will we and that yes we'll talk about that um yeah i just you know this episode overall is just a big plus i know i punched a lot during it um sorry al strobel (laughs) sorry okay for those of you that listen we are critics, I, I mean, I will critique even things I love. So I will point out things even in one, one of the greater, greatest episodes and one of the greatest moments, little nitpicky things around it that just kind of drew that, you know, kept it from being, a uh, you know, an 11 out of 10. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, that's just my nature. Like I kind of, you know, I, it's always, uh, that's just me. So don't take it to heart. Don't leave the podcast said a few things that picked me overall this is a brilliant episode and there's a lot of things to really digest um as we talked about and really dig into you know what's up with the coordinates what did end up killing you? let's talk about that a little bit because I want to talk about that what did kill Richard what do you think yeah. that was
1: I think it was a trap a booby trap for meant for mr C to kill mr C I
0: well I think so too but I you know I mean we kind of know what the coordinates are yeah. but at the same time Like, don't you think that he would have gotten suspicious just going out there and not even sending Richard up there? Like, you would have been like, huh, that's weird. That's not what I'm looking for.
1: I think he would have found something. Somebody did what Richard did. No matter what, at the end, he would have found a hitchhiker or somebody. Uh, Mr. C is not going to put himself in that situation. Uh, He's too uh, pragmatic for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think that was a, a trap set up by... Either the White Lodge, the Black Lodge, or Major Briggs.
0: Uh, yeah, I... Th- or Philip Jeffries. See, I wonder if it's a Jeffries thing, because he would have gotten one of the courts of Jeffrey, right? Uh-huh. Um, and he was able to tell that <clears throat> he wasn't him. Remember, he tricked him?
1: Yep. Yeah, I think it might have been Jeffries, because, yeah, because that, that, the two of the coordinates... Uh,
0: yeah, it was Ray. Yep. It was, yeah, so the coordinates were Ray, Philip Jeffries. Where was the third one?
1: Uh, the third one is what uh, Diane texts him, uh, which ends up being Twin Peaks.
0: Well, but she texted him later. He didn't think, get... So where is the third one? Yeah. No, Jeffries,
1: I think, gives him coordinates. Remember in the in the teapot? Well, yeah,
0: Jeffrey gave them one. And, and Ray then gave Ray them.
1: gave them coordinates.
0: Yeah, and but so, those are the two that probably matched. Yep. So where's the third? Diane. It's, oh, because she didn't give him all the coordinates. She gave him partial coordinates. She
1: gave them the coordinates, uh, yeah, when she texted them. So, yeah, that's where the – so Jeffrey's in person, uh, Ray Monroe, and then uh, Diane.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and the, well, it makes sense that Ray would have been the one, um, um, because um, Ray got his coordinates from Philip Jeffries, who gave yep. him the coordinates. Anyways, yes. So yeah, so I think that was the trap. Okay. So yeah, it was
1: a Jeffries trap.
0: Um, it was a Jeffries trap. Um, so like that makes sense. Yep. Okay. So that's solved. Yeah. I it just. Again, I love this. I love this thing, and we're getting to the point where we can really dig into things. And I do expect episode eighteen and nineteen, when we do the book, to be really long episodes because I really want to dig into a lot of things, kind of pinpointing thing, uh, you know, points uh, along the show that we really haven't been able to get into because I don't want to jump too far ahead because we need things to talk about in those episodes. Um, all right, well, so you are on hiatus from the Joedown for a little while. Is that correct? Yep, we're on hiatus. Uh, just It's been a crazy
1: month, so we'll be coming back in December. We'll be doing John Wick month, which is, uh, I'm excited. Those movies are just stupid fun, so nice nice little break. And then uh, our office podcast is also on hiatus.
0: Yes, um, we are on hiatus uh, and for a uh, holiday break. Uh, until January, for the office one. Yep. Um. And we just have this, and cast that movie is also on hiatus till January. Um. Uh, uh, you know, our, I'll just say, you know, I love Scott. He needs, he needed some time off with the holidays. Um, a lot of things going on. He's got a, you know, he's got a, a, a family, and um, um you know. That all going on in the holidays for him are really he's got a lot going on these this holiday with a lot of different family, so there's those things going on.
1: Yep. So uh, besides uh, Twin Peaks, we're all pretty much taking a a well deserved break. I think. Should we announce what we're what we discussed the other day? Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> uh it's come out that uh David Lynch is doing a new uh series for Netflix and uh Paul and I have decided uh whenever that comes out we will be reviewing it under the uh under a podcast above a convenience store banner yep. since it falls into the world of David Lynch and all that and you know so that'll be kind of like a little spinoff. Well, whatever it's called will be instead of talking twin peaks, it'd we'll be talking, whatever that's called.
0: Um, yes, whatever that's called. I have a theory, um, that it's Ronnie rock. I'm just gonna say what my theory is. I'm gonna put it out there. If I'm right or wrong, I'm not fucking uh, Dave Rubin where I'm going to try and backtrack on why I was right. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Ronnie. I think it's going to finally be a Ronnie rocket series yeah
1: that I mean he's been wanting to do that for a while. Uh, I'm looking this up because uh there is some so it's called wisteria
0: yes wisteria
1: wisteria and uh, uh some people have uh so there is uh interesting enough there is a wisteria and uh it's in Odessa, Texas. It's a street in Odessa, Texas.
0: Are you serious?
1: Which is a... Uh, <clears throat> um, oh, fuck. Uh, it's a clue for our next episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are you for <laughs> real? The last episode of this podcast. <laughs> or the last episode of The Return. Oh, God. But uh, Mark oh. Frost has confirmed he is not... Uh, he's not involved. So that... And considering Showtime, I believe O owns yeah twin peaks maybe the the ip i don't know they might be able to uh maybe lynch is spitting off without frost he's he did it with Firewalk with me but nope. i have a feeling it's going to be uh ronnie rocket
0: too. yeah but that that's, would be my it, guess but that's uh, real interesting that it's so some
1: sleuths on welcome to twin peaks pointed that out i, I think it was welcome to twin, uh, twin peaks twitter handle i follow okay brought
0: that up so that is really interesting um, but yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't know if they own it. I think they own season three because seasons one and two, the IP is on Hulu and Netflix.
1: Yeah, but that's also, uh, Showtime's parent company is also the parent company that owned, uh, CBS or ABC or whatever this aired on. The original aired on, so it worked. Well, it originally aired on ABC. Yep, yeah, uh, parent company of Showtime, also owns ABC. What the fuck? They own everything. All right. Yeah, but uh, I hope it's something different. As much as I love Twin Peaks, uh, I think it's time for Lynch to, like, maybe stretch things out and do something a little different. Uh, Plus, Ronnie Rocket's something he's wanting to make since after Eraserhead, and it'd be really great if he was able to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I would love to see Ronnie Rocket finally get done for him. Um, So, yeah, that's what we got going on. So what we got episode 17 episode 18 the final dossier and that uh the next book uh that we talked about uh that i sent you so that's what we got that's uh so joe why don't you take us out the past dictates the future